Symphony of Shadows, Second Movement, Fiume Distel, Twisting Rivers, Phrase 1. Yes, did you just say mom and dad? Knox looked to Jazz, then at the bedraggled strangers, then back to Jazz. This revolution continued as everyone else remained still and silent. Nebu was a little over six feet, in all lean muscle. His head was bald and a scraggly beard covered his square face. Intelligent, dark eyes glowed against the even darker backdrop of his complexion. Amira was perhaps a foot shorter. Her hair erupted in a fro, and her face was cut with sharp features. She had a thin torso, wide hips, and muscular thighs. The image of the woman squatting a boulder came unbidden to Jazz's mind. It was Amira who moved first. Jazz, is that you? Tears filled the woman's eyes, and she had Jazz in an embrace a moment later. Jazz wasn't really sure how to respond, and before she could, Nebu had joined in the hug. How is this? She didn't even know what question to ask. Blessed be Eos, we never gave up hope. Nebu wiped a tear from his own bearded face. We knew someone would come for us, as long as we held our faith. And Eos has answered our prayers with a blessing beyond imagining. It is you, our daughter. Nebu fortified his hug, squeezing both Jazz and her mother until they coughed. You're supposed to be dead. Switch pulled them from Jazz. Then he punched Nebu hard in the face. The man was thin but not weak. Surviving on this planet for forty some odd years must have hardened the man because he absorbed the hit and merely spat some blood. Nebu wiped his face. It is nice to see you as well, brother. My name is Switch. He looked about, ready to punch Nebu again, but instead he shook his fist out painfully. Amira planted herself between them, taking Switch's hand in hers gently. We deserve your hatred, brother, but we ask for your forgiveness. A lot has changed since we saw you last. Bit of an understatement, added Jazz. She shook her head. What in the ever-living fuck is going on? I have so many questions, I don't even know where to start. Why don't you start with how you found us, said Amira. Apologies, if I may, interrupted Knox. I hate to ruin this beloved reunion, but we don't have much time. We discovered you entirely by accident which we would be happy to relate at another time. The fact of the matter is, we are stuck on this planet because of these magic transportation crystals, and we are being chased by a lot of people who want us dead. Right now, you need to come with us. Jazz nodded. He summed it up pretty well. Grab whatever you need and anything that can help us get back home. To Earth? asked Amira. Jazz shook her head. To the Constellation Sector. It doesn't matter where, interjected Nebu. Even if we can get off this planet, we are nowhere near civilization. If we could have returned, we would have done so many times over. There is no going back. 
Jazz removed the crystal from her pocket. Yes, there is. That is, if you can let us know how these work, and how the fuck you got here. We should go, cut in Switch. Why? Jazz spat acidly and looked to her parents. What happened to you? All these years you were here? Switch never told me anything about either of you. Nothing true, anyways. Amira turned her head away slightly, but Nebu met her eyes. He looked to his wife and placed his hands on her shoulders. We were spies for Kaladi during the Succession War. She knew her brother was up to something big, and she tasked us with finding out what. We were always good at ferreting out secrets, and it wasn't long before we made our way onto a ship called the Dawnbreaker, which was tasked with finding this place. And that... Nebu pointed to the crystal, still in Jazz's hand. Jazz chortled. <laughs> Spies? She looked at Switch, hoping he would share in her laughter. He did not. Like, actual spies. Her voice trembled slightly. Murdering thieves who abandoned their daughter, spat Switch. What would our mother have thought of your choices, Nebu? Don't bring our mother into this, growled Nebu. Stop, Amira said, barely holding back tears. None of that matters right now. All that matters is that you're here. Amira touched Jazz's face. Fit has brought you back to us, and I am sure together we can find a way back home. Jazz took her mother's hand and held it against her cheek for a moment before pulling it away. I found a crystal just like this a few weeks back on Ishmael Adabigo's dead body. He escaped the Dawnbreaker with it and a drive, which I no longer possess. Someone shot it with a laser and it brought us here. Shot it? asked Nebu. Where is the original crystal? Back in the constellation sector, we think anyway. Nebu jumped and shouted, Yes, startling everyone. Then perhaps we can return home. Do you know who shot it? Where are they? Do you have the weapon? So I was right, said Jazz, looking at Knox, and then back to her father. If we shoot a crystal with the laser originally used, it'll bring us back? It's a little more complicated than that, but you have the bones of it said Nebu. So, do you have it? Nox, Switch, and Jazz all looked at each other uncomfortably. No, Jazz responded. Nebu's shoulders slumped. Then we are trapped. Not exactly, said Nox. The man who shot it is on the planet as we speak. Unfortunately, he is one of the people trying to kill us. Amir smiled and laughed unexpectedly. Why didn't you say so? Let's go find him and take it. Easier said than done, said Knox. He's as ruthless as they come, and we are outnumbered considerably. My ship, the Firefox, is also stranded, and we need to get back to them to fix her. Did you say the Firefox? asked Nebu, as in Avery's flagship. One in the same. What did you say your name was? Amira asked. Nox. Nebu moved quickly, unholstering Jazz's pistol from her hip in a smooth motion. Suddenly, guns were raised. Nebu pointing at Nox, switch at Nebu, and Nox not really sure where to point. Nox raised his hands non-threateningly, letting the pistol hang from his fingers. Put it down, shouted Switch. Just give me a reason to put a bullet in your head. Jazz had never seen Switch like this before. 
She wondered where all this hatred was coming from. She also had no clue how to defuse the situation. Could be her family reunion would be short-lived, along with her renewed feelings for Knox. This is why I don't get close to anyone. Jazz thought to herself, not worth the pain. She thought the words, but found she did not agree with them at the moment. It was Amira who finally stepped in, lowering Nebu's gun. I apologize for my husband. Avery caused us considerable pain some time ago. Pain that's no time can heal. Amira looked to her husband, but the sins of the father are not inherited by the son. She took the gun from his hand and gave it back to Jazz. How do you know who I am? Knox lowered his hands, but Switch kept his gun pointed at Nebu. There was little we did not know about your father. Why do you think he recruited his children? He knew we had spies deeply embedded within his ranks, and he knew it would be necessary to have his own if we were to achieve his aims. I have so many questions. Jazz pressed her finger hard into her temple. You knew Avery? Jazz sighed. You know what? Never mind all this bullshit. We got what we came for. We can discuss this when we're safely back in the Constellation Sector. Right now, we need to get out of here before we're found and get back to the Firefox. Knox looked at his watch and nodded his agreement. Grab what you need and let's get out of here. If we keep Gerta waiting much longer... Knox didn't need to finish the sentence. Amira and Nebu grabbed a few things from their sparse quarters and they half-jogged their way back to the entrance. Gerta, we're on our way back, said Knox. Any sign of Cybella Red? Are we safe to call in the Shadow's Edge? There was no response. Gerta, do you copy? Well, that can't be good. Jazz brought up Wit's vid feed, but that also wasn't coming up. Wit, you there? The AI did not respond. You have Wit here? asked Amira. Not the time, growled Switch. They must be close, said Knox. He turned to Nebu and Amira. Is there another way out of here? Amira nodded. There is, but it's not easy. We'll need to go underwater for part of it. It will require holding your breath for some time. Not ideal, but it will have to do. What do we do about Gerta? asked Jazz. I need to see if she's all right. But what if it's a trap? asked Jazz. I can't leave her. You have to understand. Then I'm going with you, said Jazz. Good, because I'm going to need your help. Anyone else? asked Knox. We could be of great use, but we have no weapons, said Nebu. Knox handed over his pistol and raised his assault rifle. Switch, give Amira your pistol. Switch hesitated but acquiesced grudgingly. Jazz handed over her grenades. You'll probably make better use of these. I have terrible luck with explosives. And really everything. They approached the entrance slowly. Knox took point and peered outside. A moment later, he motioned to them that it looked safe, and they all filtered out of the entrance. Gerta lifted her assault rifle slightly, pointing to Jazz's parents. Suka was all she could manage to say while she took in the sight. Long story said Knox. Best we get out of here and we'll catch you up later. Our comms are being jammed, which means trouble is close. Yerta grunted her displeasure. We can't call our ship if comms are jammed. They're out there, though. Might even be watching us now to see what we do. Then why haven't they made a move? asked Knox. Maybe waiting for you to show yourself. We need another way out, 
There is a way, said Amir, through the cave. Girta raised an eyebrow to Knox, considering. I say we blast the entrance and make our way through the back. Even if we could call Wit down now, they might be waiting for the Shadow's Edge to come so they can take it down. If we make some noise, that will let Wit know we're in trouble and send him searching for us. Girta looked to Amira. Where does this other path lead? There are tunnels that will take us up to the base of the mountain. Some have caved in, though. There are considerable portions now underwater. Have you explored these tunnels recently? asked Girta. Nebu nodded. Not recently, but we've explored them a few times. It's been some years since we've used them. I'm not sure we have another choice, Girta pointed down the river, where Jazz saw a ship drift around the corner. That's one of Red's. We need to move, she pointed to the mouth of the cave. Now, the shout echoed against the walls of the canyon. Jazz watched behind the woman and saw the cruiser that was peacefully moving down the river suddenly fly against the other side of the canyon and explode. They all ran, shrapnel no doubt falling towards them. There was a thunderous crack behind them, and Jazz's head swiveled for a moment to see the other side of the canyon crumple and slide downward. Stone and earth avalanched into the river and towards them. Gerta was the last one in, but she was moments too late. She roared in pain, then spun from the force of shrapnel shredding her right arm, upper back, and the side of her leg. She was up a moment later, face set grimly and pulling out a couple sticky grenades. They could be attached easily to any surface and set to remote or time detonate. She tossed them both at the ceiling. We've got thirty seconds. Move! Girta gritted her teeth against every word. They all knew she was in bad shape, but there was no way around it at the moment. They all ran until an explosion sounded behind them, and then they kept running. A few moments later, Amira stopped them at a dark pool of water. We'll need to go in there. It's going to be a tough swim. She looked uncomfortably at Gerta and her wounds. We are not leaving her behind, shouted Knox. She won't make it if she comes with us, responded Nebu, and she might get one of us killed. I don't care. We are not. Knox, Gerta cut him off. It's fine. No one's getting in here, and if they do, she hoisted her gun, I'll deal with them. She grimaced in pain. Just promise me you'll come back for me. Knox stared at her for a long time, then looked away ashamedly. Oh, don't you give me that bullshit, Gerta pushed him hard. I'll be fine. I'm the tough one, remember? Knox pulled her into a hug and she winced in pain, but returned it. I will come back for you, Knox promised. I know, she nodded. And you, she looked at Jazz. Anything happens to him, I will tear your head off with my teeth and spit it up your ass. Understand? Jazz smiled and hugged Girta awkwardly. Don't worry, I'll die before I let anything happen to him. Girta nodded. Not much of a swimmer anyways, best you get moving. Amira led and one by one they took a breath and jumped into the pool of water. Jazz was the last to jump in, taking one last look at Girta, hoping it was not the last time she saw them. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio. 
Written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect2Synapse. That's the number two. Or visit our website for all things awesome, synapse-radio.com. Synapse Radio.